0: Hi, welcome to Sonic Serial. I'm Jesse.
1: And I'm Mark. And in this podcast, we take a deep dive into albums from some of our favorite artists, track by track.
0: And today we're going to be continuing with Bjork's 1993 debut, which was recorded in London. And today we're talking about tracks 10 and 11, Violently Happy.
1: And Anchor Song. Yes. Okay, let's talk about um, some background. Uh violently happy violently happy
0: Uh, so this was produced by Nellie Hooper and in a 1996 interview with ID Magazine she said it's about when you're a junkie on exchanging emotion not at one but at level not at level one but at level 200
1: (laughs) but when the other person is gone (laughs) You get restless and into trouble by doing things like running on rooftops and blizzards and drinking 97 tequilas. Um, So So
0: it's like she's having abandonment issues, like she's a destructive pet or something.
1: And she also said that it was brave uh, to put this song out as it was about her personal experience of being away from her lover while living in Reykjavik. Who was that lover?
0: I believe it was... Uh, at the time, she was dating Dominic Thrupp or Dante, and maybe he was in London at the
1: time. Yeah. Okay, uh, before we get into production, uh, since this was released as a single, it has a um, cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like yeah. to talk about the album art and the videos. Yes. Um, this, so it's, it's kind of a pink sepia. And it looks like she's, like, they took it from the same shoot as her debut album cover.
0: Yeah, shot by Jean-Baptiste <clears throat> Mondino. Uh,
1: but it has a kind of a pink sepia instead of a yellowy, greeny one. Yeah. Um, and it shows her, the other one's just kind of from the shoulders up, but this one shows her whole body. And it honestly looks like a, like she's coming out of the TV on the ring Movie, oh, yeah.
0: and it is kind of scary, but maybe it's fitting to the song because the thing's kind of yeah. I mean, the song is about like being manic and stuff, so
1: um, but anyway, she's sitting um, kind of on her haunches on her legs. What do you call that <laughs> <laughs> when you're like sitting I like on haunches. your legs? Yeah, and you have your feet kind of behind you, yeah. Um, but maybe it's just her outfit and her shoes, but it just looks it just looks like she's like Con- contorted. Corded, contorted yeah <laughs> okay um so let's talk about the video for violently happy this is one of her um, better known videos mm-hmm.
0: uh yeah it was shot by jean-baptiste montino who also did the album cover artwork for or he shot the photo for the album cover debut um, and the video was shot in Los Angeles, January 1994. But the video was postponed by a day because of the Northridge earthquake that happened in London. <laughs> <laughs> which that I, happened in Los Angeles. And That's she said London. that she
1: found the um, earthquake um, exciting as opposed to frightening. Yeah. Um, which would make sense. So I think she, I found, I think my first earthquake in in Southern California I found exciting
0: yeah I mean I I don't feel like I've experienced a big one just a little one but um, yeah they're okay
1: (laughs) so the video takes place in a a padded room kind of like an asylum you're right Um,
0: and there's a camcorder recording Bjork and other people who are (laughs) patients and they're just dancing jumping around playing with dolls and cutting their hair off (laughs)
1: And all the dolls that they're holding look like them.
0: Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: <clears throat> yeah, and then Björk has a pair of scissors that she uses to cut off her hair
1: and rip a teddy bear apart. Um, and we were talking about this earlier, how the, the kind of the bear um, Oh, yeah. visuals have have sort of been a part of this album yeah. in a lot of the different Does, videos. Is it
0: like symbolized nature? <clears throat>
1: I don't know. I don't know. But she's she's certainly doing a number on the bear in this video. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's like revenge because the bear ate her in the other video. Ate her eggs? <laughs> no, not that one. Human, oh, baby. there,
1: yeah. That's right. It eats her. Um, so the video plays off this manic state um, by putting Bjork and others in this kind of padded room. And they're... They're looking kind of happy, though. They're, like, just really getting down. Yeah, it's, like, freedom. They're, yeah, they're dancing and, and having a good time. Um, and a uh, side note.
0: Uh, the Walking Dead actor, Norman Reedus, is one of the many
1: actors in the video. I couldn't pick him out. I'm going to have to look, oh, look yeah. again.
0: He has, like, kind of auburny hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'll look for it. <laughs> and,
0: um, um but I, I was wondering, like, how this video would go down today, because...
1: I, I think, like, many of the, um, I think, like, life back then, today, it would be, uh, questionable. Yeah. Um, just from a, a mental health... Yeah, right. ...rights perspective. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know, they still make movies where people are in insane asylums yeah. and et cetera, so... But yeah, I think it would, it's definitely more of a sensitive, sensitively, sensitively yeah. uh, covered issue. Yeah. Okay, so I'll talk about the lyrics. Um, it is the final single off the album, uh, and it has kind of the darkest <laughs> vibe of um, all of the songs, um, and it builds and builds. Um, kind of in this frenzied way Um, and while she's being frenzied uh, sort of chopping her hair off dancing in a padded room she's saying
0: I'm violently happy because I love you (laughs) I am violently happy But
1: (laughs) but you're not here Violently happy, come calm me down.
0: Before you get into trouble <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's about being reckless.
1: How did you get that? <laughs> huh? How did you get being reckless from that?
0: Um well in the verses she talks about like how she's driving mm. her car really fast
1: and jumping off the roofs and it just Got sounds it. very dangerous. Okay. Um, she's so ecstatic that she's just like being careless. Yeah, that's, I guess yeah. I that's what it's about. It's careless. You know, when you're when you're happy and you're in love and and all of those things, you you kind of like feel like um, you know, nothing <laughs> nothing can bring you down, and you get careless.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: You play with scissors. And... Okay, let's talk about the production. For Violently Happy.
0: So the song starts off with her st- <laughs> stop.
1: All right, let's talk about <laughs> production for Violently oh. Happy.
0: So the song starts off with um her stop. I need to get through this.
1: Okay great, so great, wait. wait, wait, wait. Um, Jesse, just cut everything out <laughs> up to right now. We're gonna going to start again with production. No, I'm just giving you a note. Thank in the, you. Things. Okay, let's talk about production for Violently Happy. The song starts off...
0: Like, uh, she's singing.
1: <laughs> I was just going to take the first line oh, sorry, to forget. give you a way to kind of segue in. All right, okay. now we're going to do it. Take four. Let's talk about production uh, for Violently Happy. The song starts off uh, with a bit of a uppaca-
0: <laughs> cappella.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, let's uh, talk about production for "Violently Happy." The song starts off um, with a bit of a cappella before a dance beat comes in.
0: Yes, and then as the song progresses, there's a lot of percussion in the song. And at one point, her voice is sampled and repeated after she sings "baby." It's kind of
1: Okay, let's talk about album context for violently happy. Um, so yeah,
0: the, <laughs> what are you doing? The way it follows the <laughs> the <laughs> chill.
1: <laughs> okay, let's yeah. talk about the album context. Um, you have in your notes here that it evens out the mixture of dance and chill songs. Right. What do you mean by that?
0: Um, just the way it follows the like chill dreamy down tempo vibe of come to me and it comes like right before the calm anchor song which is acoustic and so it's kind of like the last storm before the calm
1: wait i thought this was the last song on the album
0: this is the next to
1: last oh i got that wrong okay so i said that previously Um, um And what about live performances?
0: Um, She performed this on her first three tours, debut post in Homogenic, and with her Unplugged show she included a glass harmonica and a bowed water foam.
1: Okay, we talked about glass harmonica. Yes. Yeah. What's, what's a bowed waterphone?
0: So it's like this uh, metal plate with pipes, metal pipes on it, and they just like
1: put a like a violin bow. Yeah, bow song. it. Oh. The
0: violin bow, and it's been used in a lot of horror films, and so it's kind of a trippy sound.
1: And what about covers and remixes?
0: Um, it's been remixed by Fluke, Graham Massey, and Masters at Work. And I'm currently
1: working on a cover myself. Yeah. What's yeah. the what's the vibe?
0: I like Dev Tones is sh ish like rock.
1: Finally happy.
0: That's a, that's it's good. actually, like, I was trying to get more serious, uh, not as dancey, like, okay. to match the lyrics more, I guess. yeah. Like, yeah.
1: <clears throat> My favorite is the Masters at Work version. Just because I was a big fan of theirs yeah. at the time. and um, But actually... I would say it was weird that th- there was a point where this song and bedtime stories were both like songs that I listened to, yeah, like they were on my whatever oh. Walkman thing the and they I remember thinking back then how like they had so many similarities and I liked the beat and you know all that stuff. And yeah they were kind of dreamy and. uh so covers and remixes uh what about any trivia for this song uh,
0: from the website misheard lyrics
1: oh yeah there's a website called misheard lyrics which is one of them funny
0: is love and be happy
1: <laughs> instead of violently happy <laughs> and you can do the next one because I'd I'm trying to figure out where in the song this is.
0: Oh, oh, you'll get into trouble real soon if you don't catch your baby. And it's originally, I'll get into trouble real soon if you don't get your baby.
1: You <laughs> do catch your baby? <laughs> they should put the original lyric first and then the misheard lyric. Yeah. Um, okay, that was a. Um, Journey through Violently Happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Our next song is Anchor Song. It's the last track on the album, track 11. And let's start off with a little bit of background as we do. Uh, the song was written in the summer of 1999, <laughs> 1990, when <laughs> Bjork uh, left her boy Sindri uh, with a, a childminder, I guess like a babysitter. Yeah. Um, for a while and she said across Iceland on a freedom thing is that in quotes because she she called it that
0: probably like she's talked about I guess it would be the equivalent of like soul searching
1: no yeah. I'm I get that but <laughs> 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 here it I says in the notes it says that um, she said across Iceland um, on a freedom thing in quotes yeah. I'm wondering if that's like her words
0: oh yeah
1: okay um.
0: Yeah. Sh- so she rode her bicycle around, and uh, sh- she had the purpose of just around it.
1: like her street.
0: <laughs> no, around the island.
1: Okay. What? Well, there's a big difference there.
0: <laughs> Why'd you just say that?
1: Because I just pictured a picture the little cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> Riding her bicycle in a circle, and you know that's like you don't leave your kid with a babysitter <laughs> to do that. Oh God. Um, okay, so she.
0: Yeah, she was riding it around the island, and she was trying to visit all these stretchers that she heard about, and she. um Brought her little Walkman with her, and she asked the farmer if she could play his organ. And when she expected no, they all said yes, and so she would just sit in a church for two hours, and and then just visit the next one. And and so when she was playing the organ at these churches, she, that's when she wrote some of the songs from Debut. One of them's Anchor Song.
1: There was a. We ran across somebody's dissertation about Bjork online. Oh, yeah. It's 200 pages long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a PhD dissertation. And it's, it's kind of brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, obviously, we didn't read it all. But uh, in it, they talk about how Bjork has always talked about being an atheist. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that um, over time, she's realized that <clears throat> if, the, if like she does have a religion, it's music. Uh-huh. And so it's interesting that she's going on with these churches but what she's doing in them is like playing organs. And, yeah. You know. So.
0: Yeah. Because it seemed like they had to keep um, the fact that they were Christians under wraps. Or like, no. They <laughs> like brought
1: <laughs> Where is this? <laughs> they brought like the... During the Spanish Inquisition?
0: No, they brought in... It was the Vikings that... So oh, I, realized, I see. Like, okay. They said, yeah, we'll respect all this Christian stuff as long as, like, you can let us still do our pagan...
1: Yeah.
0: ...ism stuff. And Got it. I'm just like, all right, we'll just keep it on the hash. <laughs> yeah, so she wrote this
1: <laughs> D.L. Paganism.
0: Um... <laughs> Oh, man, that's a Craigslist ad right there.
1: (laughs) Okay, so she wrote the song when she moved into a house by the harbor, so I'm assuming at this point she's...
0: Yeah. Yeah, she goes into the ocean, and she said it was based on her grandmother's paintings. (laughs) It's, It's touching. Um...
1: Wait, it was based on her dream and her grandmother's paintings. So she must have dreamt dreamt about her grandmother's paintings. So it's it's just, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Probably. Um,
0: So while Bjork was wrapping up on the Sugar Cubes last album, their producer, Paul Fox, was planning on having Bjork record the jazz standard, Life is Just a Bowl of Cherries. And we talked about this in the last episode, but we're just here to clear it up. So, um, he w- thought of her doing it with saxophonist Oliver Lake for the film Curly Sue. Oh yeah. Um Oh
1: yeah, we said in the last episode that the song was used Life is Just Bull Trade. Yeah. It was used in Curly Sue, but
0: But unfortunately John Hughes shut down the idea. He wasn't too fond of it. And uh but and on the bright side it led to a, a collaboration between Bjork and Lake. Yeah. And in a recent podcast um, about recording debut, Björk cites Roland Kirk. Björk cites Roland Kirk's The Inflated Tear as an inspiration for incorporating jazz and for on the album.
1: I. What is The Inflated Tear?
0: It's a jazz song by oh. Roland Kirk.
1: Okay. Um, Bjork says of the Anchor Song, when I brought my demos of Icelandic brass players doing the Anchor Song to my record company, the boss said it was only going to sell a third of the sugar cubes. It sounds naff to say these things, but it's just a happy accident that people liked it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm sure right and left people were telling her that um, she was just too, like... Different, yeah, and that she should probably be more mainstream, yeah. Uh, and this sounds like it was one of those instances. So, they good on you, Bjork, for to be more poppy and for accessible. standing your ground. Um, that's why we love you. All right, lyrics.
0: Uh, yeah, so it's just a little poem about living by the ocean and settling or putting down your roots. It's also it also shows Burke's affinity for nature and the ocean. And so Iceland is home.
1: Well, let's not talk about the lyrics, but you just gave us a good overview um, about what the song is about. I can say the
0: whole song in two seconds. Okay. It's a little poem. I live by the ocean, and during the night I dive into it, and I drop my anchor. This is where I'm staying. This is my home.
1: Okay, there's not a... Produced video, official video. There's not an official video, um, but there is a video out there which is part of the documentary we talked about earlier. Yeah, inside Björk. And uh, it's, uh, I guess it's not really an official because it's in Icelandic, and the video in the songs yeah. in English.
0: And I guess it kind of gives you an image of like how Björk conceived the song. <laughs>
1: I like that um, she looks like Rachel from Blade Runner. Oh yeah. Like in the video. That hair. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, I
0: wonder if I can do my hair like that.
1: You probably could. Uh production.
0: Uh yeah, so it's a minimal song about Well it's similar to like someone in love and it's just Bjork's voice and saxophone, so pretty <laughs> Stick.
1: Um, and the lyrics and music
0: <laughs> Yeah, <so> the music <laughs> and the lyrics Converse, so it's kind of like a Call and response And it's been said to be replicating The tide of the ocean
1: Hmm Her songs are so, um Uh Multilayered <laughs> You know, like, there's just these little subtle things. Like little Easter eggs in the song. Yeah. The fact that...
0: And, like, yeah, how the music and the lyrics are connected.
1: Yeah, and even just the little, like, techniques she uses, like, you know, the the ocean along with, like, the the conversation and the... Yeah. All right. Genius. Genius. Uh, Covers and remixes... Uh, this was sampled by four <clears throat> artists, um, the first being uh, Naked by the Jet Age of Tomorrow in 2013. Oh, we um, the next one is Dive uh, into it, it by Mr. Lies in 2012. Oh, sure. And then there's Virtual Cuts, Side A by Scalpel, with S K A L P E L, um, in 2000. And uh, there's a Black Anchors by Ades version. Out. Yeah. And okay, what about remixes?
0: <clears throat> the only remix for this song is by The Black Dog. It's uh, quite ambient with repetitive loops of the brass, like and it sounds like a Steve Reich piece. Who's Steve Reich? Um, he's like a classical composer who <clears throat> had a lot of repeating patterns. Okay. So it kind of sounds like the CD skipping, but I don't know. Steve.
1: Okay, she remixed one of Tribe calls, Called Quest songs for them, right? Yeah. So Tribe Called Quest has a song called Stressed Out. Oh yeah, and, and then and they she, had re- they wanted Bjork to remix it for them.
0: Yeah, she remixed it and in that remix it incorporates similar jazz brass sounds. So it kinda of sounds like something similar to Anchor song, so that's just interesting.
1: And uh, album context, how does this fit into the rest of the album? It's the last song. That's a lot
0: to say. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: I, like I
0: previously mentioned, I feel like it complements the previous track, "Finally Happy," because they kind of contrast in moods in a way, like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, and it makes me feel like. She's had a hangover all day from the previous night of going crazy, and she's finally calmed down by immersing herself in the ocean and letting nature soothe her and take care of her. I think finally happy is about going manic over wanting to be with someone who is away, while someone feels like just contentment and realizing that all the love you need is that one in front of you.
1: Wait, wait, boy, wait the like contentment and realizing all the love you need is at home in front of you? <clears throat> What's in front of you? That's what I was trying asking. Is it a mirror? Is it... <clears throat> like... <laughs> it's
0: at home in front of you. It's not behind you. I don't know. It could be... It's oh, just- like, it's in time in front of you. I should have said in front of you, dot, 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 or behind you.
1: <laughs> that still wouldn't have made me... It just... <sighs> Okay, it says. I mean, it's about contentment and realizing all the love you need is at home in front of you. <clears throat> you mean like in the future? It's at home in the future? Uh huh. <clears throat> I see. Yeah. I thought it was like she walks in and there's like, you know, like ba- the Babadook in there and she's like, he's like in front of her and she's like, this is all I need. <laughs> That's why I thought it was a mirror, because (laughs) it's like, I only need myself. I don't need these other people. Because if it would have said, all you you need to be happy is at home in you, right? Then you'd be like, oh, that's saying that, like, you're all you need to be happy. You don't need other people.
0: I didn't write that. (laughs) It's from an interview.
1: No, we were just trying to figure it out. Okay, let's talk about live performances of the anchor song.
0: Yeah, she's performed this song on almost every tour with different instruments in a solo or a group format. It is usually one of the concluding tracks of the show, and she performs it in both Icelandic and English. She's performed this with saxophones and accordion strings organ, a choir, trumpets, and flutes. Just to name a few.
1: And from the trivia tree, um, as far as misheard lyrics, the original lyric is, oh, I cut it off here. What's the original lyric?
0: Oh, I dive into it and drop my anchor.
1: Oh, and the most misheard, know, popular misheard lyric is, I dive into it and broke my ankle.
0: That can happen.
1: That could happen. So, even though it's... But
0: why would she be happy about it? Yeah.
1: and <laughs> I broke
0: my ankle. <laughs> Because no,
1: dropping break. anchor is such a like symbolic. Oh, I'm home. I'm dropping anchor. I'm here. I'm <laughs> breaking your ankles. Really, like she's
0: like really sad about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey man.
1: Well, that was quite the episode. Mm.
0: <laughs> We made it!
1: We made it! And you made it too! Congratulations on sticking with us through Bjork's debut, uh, her first album, and the topic of our first podcast.